Well, thank God it is Friday. Friday, as I always say, is my day, like it is for a lot of us, right? Hey, everybody love a Friday. For some people, that means their entire weekend is open and free, don't have to work on the weekend. And then some people, it is a pay day. No matter what the weekend holds, Friday is the payday. It's the day you get your money for that hard work you put in. And this is season season three, episode 20 of the Bible Table Chad, right here where we keep it live. And this is, and you know who I am, and I am Elaine Murphy, senior anchor of this unique podcast and once again this is season three episode 20 and i tell you what this episode is extra special and i'm telling you um the topic is this episode's title and topic the valley of self-destruction yes this is another big issue things that are happening um to people who are going through this self-destruction stage it is no joke um a very hurtful thing to go through but this that's why we have uh the bible table chat is is sometimes it's good to tell the truth it's good to be open it's good to share uh, find somebody you can trust to talk to someone positive so that they could give you something positive to help you make it through but uh i tell you what when you're in the valley of self-destruction um it can appear to be a lonely place but in order for us to begin to heal we got to first recognize and and admit hey i'm in this place where i don't feel so good about myself or i'm fighting with this low self-esteem and not liking myself and um i don't know who and where to turn to well, as an encouragement, um, one thing I do know of is that there's a lot of attacks that sometimes we we go in, we go under or have in our lives, and sometimes it can. I know a lot of people that I know of, a lot of family members that I know of, went through a lot of valleys of self-destruction. And it just like it creeps in overnight. Nobody asks for the battle of self-destruction. Nobody asks for this type of valley. And I use the word valley because as you can see the way valleys are made. They have hills and then we have valleys. Um, so the hills are up on top. But when you do that, there are sometimes valleys, I mean natural valleys. Um, they usually have big hills and then they go down in a major scoop. And the lower part would be considered the valley. Um, just like some, sometimes we go through things in life and it, it could take us down that hill into a place of lowness, you know, and, and feeling bad about ourselves and not liking ourselves. But there is hope for those who are listening today around the world. First of all, we thank you around the world for tuning in and listening to the Bible Table Chat every uh, Friday morning at 7 a.m. Central Time right here in the USA. We're so grateful for those listeners in different countries. And we pray that we're touching people. And as I always say, the Bible Table Chat is about uh, making us all better people, including me. So I'm so happy 
Um, what we're going to do today, we are going to do what we normally do. We're going to discuss and talk about this very well-needed but very sensitive subject of self-destruction. I've lost many family members uh, went through, who are going through and have been through many um, depressions and hurts and things in their life that they didn't necessarily do anything for or ask for. And one, one encouragement that I can say to everybody that's listening in today is that the same God that's over the hills, he's the same God that'll be there for you in the valleys. So God is, when we look unto the hills, there's a scripture that says, look unto the hill from which come in our help. That same help and that same God will be with you in the valleys. You just got to turn to him. You got to ask him. You got to go boldly before them and say, Lord, help me get out of this state, this state of self-sabotage and, and or the same sabotaging yourself um, is the same as being self-destructive. So and it's a very hurtful thing and um, to go through is just it's really sad. But there is an answer, right? There's a positive side. And this particular episode is going to be a good one. It offers you lots of information, lots of encouragement. And hopefully uh, we can um, hopefully what we're going to do in addition to make it even more possible to get your healing and your deliverances. We're going to go to the word of God. We're going to go to the Bible because this is once again the Bible table chat where we we go to the word of God where it is alive. God is a living, he's still, he's alive and effective. Um, And his word of God is very effective and he can heal, he can deliver, and he can set you free. So that's what we'll do. We'll go to the word of God and then we'll talk more on about what God has to say about self-destruction and what does God offer us as a form of deliverance. Um, So those things are good. Those things are good to know. But on one thing, I'm going to repeat this again. Now, one thing that's a benefit of knowing God, he'll be there for you no matter where you are. He'll be there for you. The same God over the hills, like I said, the same God that watches us on the hilltops is the same God that'll be there for us in the valleys, the low places. Um, So what we're going to do, we're going to go to our sponsored messages. And when we come back, we're going to jump right into this excellent episode, season three episode 20 is self-destruction the valley of self-destruction so when we come back we're going to start that we're going to start we're going to jump right into our research today and we'll be right back after this break Are you tired of the same old prints and designs and now you need something to take the sting out of being bored? S. Elaine Murphy's Creations and Designs has what you want for all of your stationery and gift needs with original designs, color matching systems, new exciting creations, good customer service, and beautiful poultry and sayings, or 
better yet, you can say it your way. Check us out at fb.me backslash f-r-e-s-h-c-r-e-a-t-e-s-d-e-s-i-g-n-s. That's facebook.me backslash Fresh Creates Designs. And for more information, contact me at my email. That's genuinecreations10 at gmail.com. That's lowercase g-e-n-u-i-n-e-c-r-e-a-t-i-o-n-s, the number 10 at gmail.com. You'll be glad that you did. of you would love to make God your partner for greater success? How many of you want to learn to live with the rhythm of each season for maximum productivity? And how many of you want to learn how to move forward from bad relationships or church hurts? Well, the books Understanding the Seasons and Times and When Wolves Come are the books for you. Written by Nirvana Winston, who is a writer with both wisdom and simplicity, giving tools and insights into kingdom living for everyday life. She shares witty stories and personal encounters. Pick up your copy today before they're all gone. Go to Amazon and hashtag when wills come and hashtag understanding the seasons and time. Get your copies today. You'll be glad that you did. Looking for a good book to read? Why not read the one by yours truly, Brian Crump, The Woman on the Train, found on Amazon.com. Just go to Amazon.com, type in The Woman on the Train by Brian Crump, C-R-U-M-P, and it will populate. Rated five stars and among one of the best 10 books in amateur writing. The insert, I embark on a train ride to help settle my nerves from a very stressful day, week, and month. What better way to clear my head, or so I thought. As I board the train, I am confronted by a woman who is already on the train. Everyone tells me to avoid her and not to pay her any attention, but there's something about this eerie woman. She has the power to tap deep into my inner being. Soon, it is just her and I, and all the surrounding noises begin to dissipate. Everyone is in their own world, but this woman was able to communicate with me without even opening her mouth. The things I find out about this woman tells a chilling story. I tried to leave, but I can't. 
I try to move, but I can't. I try to avoid her, but I can't. Wait until you find out what happens when our worlds collide. Are you looking for a church home? Are you looking to visit a place where you can experience a beautiful atmosphere? You're welcome to come join us at the Highway to Heaven services, which is one services on Sunday morning, starting promptly at 11 a.m. And if you're looking for the location, it is 3202 Potter Street in Rockford, Illinois, 61109. And if you need direction, just take 20th Street, whether you're going north or south, and turn on Sawyer. Sawyer will then take you right into the parking lot. We look forward to seeing you soon. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Welcome, welcome back. I hope you enjoyed those sponsored messages. Once again, this is Season 3, Episode 20 of the Bible Table Chat. This week's episode topic is the Valley of Self-Destruction. I'm, I'm telling you, it's it's real, as I said before. What we're going to do is just go right ahead and jump into our research information. I'm telling you, it was super awesome the information you get you learn more about it and you may ask a question how do I know if I'm having thoughts or um, of self-destruction you know some people do go through that way they've been through so much they don't even know that they're going through a form of um, self-destructions but we're gonna that's what we're here for we're here the bible table chat is to make us all better people including me and it also gives you an opportunity to make yourself in a positive way, self-aware of when you are standing in a gap and you need the prayer. You're in, you, you're in the gap for prayer, so to speak. Um, so the first thing I'm going to do is go ahead and look into our research. And we're going to ask a very basic question to start off is, what do you mean self-destruction? What is what is self-destruction? And what is what, how do I know I'm being self-destructive and that is a good question and what we're going to do we're going to go to our research and uh, first of all learning what is a definite definition of self-destruction and sometimes it's like making yourself feel bad uh, typically by putting yourself down denying your own needs or putting yourself into situations where you're likely to get hurt and that's that's a that's a very a basic one but sometimes it can be very passive for a lot of people because we think we're just thinking these things or um, it's just a part of us but these are signs of, of self-destruction uh, sometimes we, we think you know like they say yourself is your worst enemy although it may be we don't have to live that out that way because when we when we when we make a personal decision to be a better person that's the beginning 
or the beginning is to recognize this is going on within you but then that's the beginning of opportunity for change and be a better person for yourself's sake uh, so you can feel better about yourself um, you will keep your you would take care of yourself putting yourself first and some things that's not being selfish sometimes you do if you don't take care of yourself nobody else will let me put it that way but uh, this is a great topic and self-destructive behaviors um, these are some of the things that can lead to self-destructive that are self-destructive behavior um, it would be like drinking alcohol to the point where you're under addictions uh, taking drugs binge eating and engaging in sexual activities produce chemical changes within your body so those things can cause you to do that and what can cause self-destruction that's a good question this is what are common risk factors for self for for self-destructive behavior as we just said there are six of these one alcohol and drug use uh, two childhood traumas neglect or abandonment three emotional and physical abuse four friends who self-injure um, five low self-esteem it seems like low self-esteem is a lot of different types of mental issues negative mental issues it all leads to low self-esteem it seems um, and six social isolation or exclusion absolutely um, we are human beings it's okay to stay social I believe in balance of everything and I think I've mentioned this and you know to me and Brian sometimes we talk about a lot of different things and we are each other's best friends as well especially as we're getting ready to be husband and wife but we're first lovers and then best friends and I think I, I wouldn't have it any other way what are the five stages of self-destruction self-destructive behavior is when and it says what is it goes back and asks the basic question what is self-destruction self-destructive behavior is when a person takes action that are sure to harm themselves it can range from isolating themselves from others to harm their own body and behavior such as gambling self-destructive behavior is when a person causes physical or emotional harm to themselves absolutely what is an example of self-destructive behavior that's a good question self-destructive behavior is when you do something that can cause emotional or physical self-harm um, these behaviors can come in many forms such as binge drinking uh, becoming overly self-critical and self-harming what is the root of self-destructive behavior that's a good question to ask it's always good to know the root people engage in self-destructive behaviors to deal with anxiety self-doubt and shame this cycle often starts in adolescence when we possess few skills to manage stress and negative emotions we begin to feel anxious like we don't fit in how do you fight self-destruction which is an absolute good question five ways to stop self-destructive behavior one 
break the cycle of shame. First of all, I just wanted to add into there that Jesus Christ died on the cross for all of our guilt and shame. So there's no reason for to be shamed of anything. Anything that you have done or said in your past no longer exists. In your past don't exist, especially so. Um, two, don't believe the negative self-talk. I always have believed, you know, yourself is your worst. You're the most critical person to yourself. Uh, we worry about our, our weight. We worry about our size, you know, what to wear. Um, men or women, it doesn't matter in these particular cases. But what your physique is, you know, um, what people think of you as far as like your job, you know, different stuff like that, uh, that we really shouldn't pay too much attention to. But humanly wise, most of the time we do. Three, get support. So um, the second one was don't believe the negative self-talk. So when you're when you start thinking these thoughts, sometimes you got to pull it down. Hey, and like me, sometimes I, tell, I love myself the way that I am because God created all of us uniquely. So I've learned to love myself. And three would be get support. Hey, if getting a therapist, getting a psychologist, getting a counselor. Uh, will help do that. I'm all for it. I would just say get the right one for you and your belief. Those things are very important. Four, use failure to learn. This is absolutely me. When I make a mistake, I learn from it and try not to do it again. I said try not to do it again. Five, prepare ahead of time. Preparation, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm a, that's part of my belief in being organized is to prepare ahead of time. So that's that's pretty good. How do you break the cycle of self-destruction? That's important. We have four of them here. One, notice your triggers. Shame is often tied to fear that we're not good enough. Absolutely. Two, try to talk about it. It doesn't hurt to keep everything bundled up inside and say nothing because you're already dealing with yourself. So, and self can be your worst enemy. So to not talk about it to somebody who's a responsible and trustworthy person is, is not doing you any good. Three, consider reframing your shame. Don't put all your Kool-Aid out there, you know, so to speak. Um, so, you know, you, you won't have to worry about anyone else knowing about your shame the only way people know it is when you share that with them so unless you feel confident in someone you're confiding in very personal or close to you that you can trust that'd be different four try mindfulness activities to ease shame do things that you like do things that you like and as i said uh research is a little different i think having christ in your life uh, you don't have to be ashamed of anything. He died for your shame and your guilt. Um, so that's that would be my 100% solution to shame. How do you identify self-destructive behavior? That's true. We have four of them. If you constantly make excuses for your personal and professional shortcomings. True. That could be a sign. Two. You don't have the energy to engage fully in your day-to-day -day life. True. Three, you neglect your physical health. 
true. Four, you sabotage personal and professional relationships. Absolutely. Um, it's, it's really bad if you feel that self-destructive that um, you ruin your own relationships. You sabotage your um, your relationship and others. So it's, it, it's a shame, but there are people out there like that. And I hope if anyone's listening today that you get some information for you that can help. And the next question, what is the difference between self-sabotage and self-destruction? It sure is a fine line, but let's see what is the difference between the two. Self-destructive behaviors are behaviors that lead to emotional or physical self-harm, also known as self-sabotage. So actually there is no difference. It's just another name for self-destructive. Um, self-destructive behaviors may be intentional or unintentional. Although all of these behaviors are ultimately dangerous and can lead to worsen, worsening mental health problems. Absolutely. Absolutely. If you don't have any self-esteem, it's hard to be a positive influence on others. Is self-destructive behavior genetic? In some, this is what research says. In some cases, self-destructive behavior may be the result of genetic uh, predisposition or biological factors. Self-destructive behaviors, self-harm, or even self-destructive thoughts can be signs of serious mental health conditions and can be dangerous or deadly. Is self-destructive a defense mechanism? That's interesting. Theory suggests that self-defeating behaviors are a kind of self uh, of defense mechanism, fooling people into thinking that they are coping with stress, pressure, social demands, etc. While others suggest that self-defeating behaviors help a person to stay within their comfort zone. If someone is, if someone feels lack of self, lack of self-esteem. Wow. So sometimes some people use self-destructive as a defense mechanism, which is interesting. Why use a, a mental problem for to to escape to another mental problem, right? Uh, how do you love a self? How do you love a self-destructive person? Now that's interesting. I wouldn't see any reason why I would uh, reject or hate a self-destructive person, but let's see. Let's let's look at the answer to this question. I'm gonna rephrase it. I'm gonna ask the question again. How do you love a self-destructive person? One, it says this. There's three of them. It says you can help by underst- understand the psychopathic the psychopathological reality of your partner. A self-destructive person underestimates or is unaware of the impact of their actions on themselves or others. True. Two, safeguard your own psychological health while you're dealing with them. And three, be aware of what not to do. 
So that's interesting. So it says be around, but be careful. And, and it's just, I, I would imagine that it is like um, walking on eggshells around a person. You know, some people have so many different mental issues and triggers that all you are basically when you go around them is a listening, listening to their their problems and, and not giving them an answer because they're so fragile. I think most, a matter of fact, I know most of our problems can only be resolved by God um, because he is the creator. He knows everything. He, he's the one that knows our thoughts. He knows our desires. He knows what he designed us. He knows what we can handle and what we don't. So he will be the one to do the repairs. Um, as I said, research is different. Research is more of this the worldly support, whereas God is the only only complete healer and only the one who could fully deliver and set us all free okay and the next question is what is the power of self-destruct what what is the power to self-destruct self-destruction is a pattern of behavior that people fall into that negatively impacts their their life opportunities and often their loved ones a person who falls into the powers of self-destruction will go out of their way to employ and disrupt any positive attributes in their life. Absolutely. That's what self-destruction will do to you um, and to a person who self-destruct. What are self-destructive beliefs? Self-defeating thoughts are any negative views you hold about yourself and the world around you also known as mistaken or faulty beliefs. These views impact your self-esteem, the feeling you carry about your personal um, abilities and your relationship with others. Okay, then it asks a question. How do I stop self-defeating thoughts? That's an interesting question. And there are five ways according to this research. One, test your reality. The first step in overcoming negative thoughts is recognize that they are first and foremost in your head and are not real that's true two put it in perspective three create a happy place four establish a support system five change your language what is the opposite of destructive behavior which is a positive answer the opposite of a destructive, um, the opposite of very harmful or destructive and compatible of causing death is harmless, healthy, safe, and wholesome. Those are the opposite of self-destructive behavior. We could have probably figured that out. Which mental illness has destructive behaviors? Self-destructive behaviors can stem from a mental condition such as anxiety disorders characterized by debilitating fear, worry, or distress, depression, overwhelming sadness, and loss of interest. It usually involves a variety of physical symptoms as well. What is self-sabotaging Sabotaging in the Bible? Now... We're going to do what we normally do. This is the Bible table chat, right? We're going to turn to the word of God and see what it has to say about self-destructive behavior behavior, or self-sabotaging. 
um, there is a, a, a subtle enemy that many believers battle daily. It is called self-sabotage. It is dangerous and deceptive because it causes you to stand in your own way. And if you are not careful, it will cause you to talk yourself out of God's blessing. But be encouraged. There is a blueprint for victory. Absolutely. So self-sabotaging is, is a way to make you miss your blessings. So it is good to, we're going to study a little bit more. Now we're going to turn to the word of God and we're going to see what God has to say about uh, self-sabotaging and self-destructiveness. Um, Where in the Bible does it talk about self-discipline? Which is positive. Self-discipline is positive. And it's opposite of self-destructiveness or self-sabotage. Um, 1 Corinthians 9, 25 and 27 says this. So I do not run aimlessly. I do not box as one beating the air. But, but I discipline my body and keep it under control. Lest after preaching to others, I myself should be disqualified. Absolutely. Absolutely. What is the spiritual reason for self-sabotage? We adopt a scarcity mindset and feel like there isn't enough prosperity and love to go around. So we must fight for it and we suffer deeply when it is received to be lost. At a spiritual level, self-sabotage comes from this place of fear. So basically, self-sabotage comes from a place of fear. What does the Bible say about controlling your body? 2 Timothy 1 and 7 says, For God gave us a gave us spirit, not of fear, a spirit not of fear, but of power and of love and self-control. With the Holy Spirit inside of us, we are able to possess self-control and demonstrate the fruits of the Spirit. Absolutely. What does the Bible say about punishing yourself? 2 Corinthians 5 and 21 says, For our sake he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. When you attempt to punish yourself or atone your own sins with self-condemnation, you only diminish Christ's atonement in your own eyes. Absolutely. What does the Bible say about lack of self-discipline? I could have stopped at Proverbs 25 and 28 because of how alarming it is. It says this, a man without self-control is like a city broken in two and left without walls. That is no insignificant description of the importance of self-control. That's true. What is, what, who in the Bible lacked self-control? The most obvious example of lack of self-control in the Bible is that of Adam and Eve. They could not resist the fruit of the forbidden tree and plunged us into a world full of sin. What is this? David was also known to forego his self-control as is seen with Bathsheba. Hmm. It says David was also known 
to forego his to forego his self-control as is seen with Bathsheba. Yeah. True, he committed adultery. Um, what does the Bible say about getting rid of bad habits? <clears throat> so for you to come to overcome old bad habits, you need to form new ones. You need to form new ones and continually repeat them until they are till they overshadow the bad habits. The Bible tells us that darkness is swallowed up in light. That's John 1 and 5. Good has more power than bad. Absolutely. What does the Bible say about being free? Galatians 5 and 1. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by the yoke of slavery. And that's what self-destructiveness is, is a yoke of slavery. Where in the Bible does it say there is also consequences to your actions? Proverbs 18, 20 and 21 says this. You will have to live with the consequences of everything you say. When you say what you say can preserve life or destroy it. So you must accept the consequences of your words. You should always speak positive. Where in the Bible shows not to let your emotions control your decisions. Absolutely. The Bible says in Colossians 3 and 15 to be led by peace in making decisions. Don't let your emotions make your decisions. A good statement to remember is this. Wisdom says wait. Emotions say hurry. Absolutely. I agree with that. Wisdom, I'm going to repeat that. A good statement to remember is this. Wisdom, God's wisdom says wait. Our emotions will say hurry so that's the difference that's good i like that why does god allow me to make bad decisions that's just a question because he knows and loves us he doesn't usually interfere with the consequences of our choices either if he focused us to make the right decision it would be impossible for us to grow and reach our divine potential it would be impossible to live by faith in him and his plan for our happiness. It says this, if he forced us to make the right decisions, it would be impossible for us to grow and reach our divine potential. It would be impossible to live by faith in him and his plan for our happiness, absolutely. God does not put his force us to do anything. He doesn't force us to serve him. He doesn't force us to do what's right. But behind every decision, there are consequences. And if you make a bad choice, you're going to suffer bad consequences. I'm telling you, wasn't that just awesome? This is probably one of my best episodes of season three. Um, I just love it. So it's saying that we thank you for tuning in. We hope once again that you do learn to love yourself, take care of yourself, be positive, and don't allow self-destructive behavior or self-sabotaging to ruin your life. And it's a very dangerous area to to be a part of your mentals and emotions. Those people are also very dangerous for relationship because you can't form a relationship if you're destructive and you cannot form 
a relationship with anybody if you're self-sabotaging because what you do to yourself you definitely will do to others right so in saying that thank you once again we hope that around those around the world listening in we thank you for being a listener we hope that you are blessed we hope that you got the information that you need to make a better change to make a, a better you to learn to love yourself keep god first um the best thing you can ever do is always do the opposite do the positive which is take care of yourself love yourself you are uniquely designed there's only one you uh, we all have fingers, but we all have our own fingerprints. There's no two alike. Even twins have different fingerprints. So God is a very wise, intelligent God. And in saying that, once again, thank you for tuning in to Season 3, Episode 20 of the Bible Table Chat. God bless you. Peace and love.